0: in the Orchestra view. Orchestra view? Where's that?
1: You change you change four score and seven to to eighty seven?
0: Oh, you can take tomorrow. Oh, that view is tremendous. A landing was made this morning on the coast of France by troops of the Allied Expeditionary Force. I don't blame them for
1: dyeing your hair I said, but... They waited too long to
0: bomb it. Time now for Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Baccarello.
1: Thanks, sweetie, and thank you for tuning into episode 84 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Back to Dixieland we go. But this time the music has a more laid back, sophisticated style. And while I may have mentioned this trumpet player in a past episode, Red Nichols has not been featured on one of my dad's records so far. So get ready for an entree that's always on my dad's menu with Volume 84 Dixieland for Dinner. There's Johnson Rag, written by Guy Hall, Henry Kleinkoff, and Jack Lawrence. Okay, why this record for this episode? Well, Red Nichols was not a trumpeter I was familiar with, yet he made his first recording 100 years ago this November. After doing more research, I can understand why many have not heard his name mentioned, along with the great and popular trumpeters throughout the years. We'll learn that his personality could be a bit prickly but his trumpet playing was anything but. Now, this is not an album I remember from my dad's collection. I started listening to it and immediately realized this was a different kind of Dixieland, more laid back and precise, less of the phonetic energy that you're used to, but still some great recordings. Now, on to a tune that countless trumpet players, singers, and other musicians have recorded over the decades since its 1937 release. Richard Rodgers and Lorenz Hart Standard, My Funny Valentine. Okay, let me tell you about my dad's vinyl I have chosen for this episode. Red Nickels and the Five Pennies, Dixieland Dinner Dance. It's on the Capitol Records label, number ST1297. It's a vinyl LP album stereo format, was released in 1960. Its genre is jazz, and its style is, of course, Dixieland. We will hear six of the 10 songs on the album. Now, the liner notes are not long, so I'm going to read all of them. Here's a happy musical menu that's sure to make a hit with any dining or dancing crowd. Red Nichols and the Five Pennies brighten up the proceedings with their own special brand of Dixieland and vary the fare with smoother treatments of favorite ballads, a tasty combination that is very, very danceable and just as enjoyable for those who want to sit back and listen. Red's Carefree Cornet leads the way through a delightful and unusual variety of selections in this album, for to the repertoire of traditional Dixieland favorites like Ball and the Jack and Yada, Nichols has added soft and supple ballad arrangements of such well-known dance numbers as September Song and Someone to Watch Over Me. The group that performs them here so admirably includes versatile Bobby Hammock on the piano, Bill Wood on clarinet, drummer man Raleigh Culver, Pete Ballermine Sr. playing those good things on trombone, and the incomparable Joe Rustin Jr. whose mighty bass sax sounds the full reedy bottom notes that have become a Red Nichols trademark. The program goes well with just about any entree, from beans and rice to Chateaubriand. And when you play it at your next get-together, be it at high tea or oyster fry, chances are that ears will begin to perk up after the first few notes, and before you know it, you'll find yourself hosting one of Red's 12-course specialties, a Dixieland dinner dance. Now, One person not mentioned in the liner notes is the person responsible for the album artwork, Frank Page. And I recognized his name because he was the artist responsible for the album cover artwork for the very first episode of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. And that was Pee Wee Hunt's kickoff. Imagine that. Dixieland music. (laughs) Page was responsible for at least 80 album covers that are listed on discogs.com. And speaking of that website, let's see what prices this record is being sold there. Uh $15.99 was the highest. was the lowest. The average and median came out to $9.25. It was last sold on July 2nd, 2022, so not too long ago. My dad's record is in fair to poor condition. There's lots of crackling between songs. You can see small scratches and other markings all over the record. The album cover is in fair condition with just a a bit of wear along the edge in, uh, in one spot and of course my dad has his address label on it and the post-it stamp on the back where all the cuts are are checkmarked by the way for some reason i don't know why so i will value my dad's record at 50 cents next up why does he get a vacation Satan Takes a Holiday, written by Larry Clinton. Okay, let's learn a little bit about Red Nichols. Now, this is a mix of info from Wikipedia and syncopatedtimes.com. Ernest Loring Red Nichols was born May 8, 1905 in Ogden, Utah. He was an American jazz cornetist, composer, and jazz bandleader. His father was a college music professor and Nichols was something of a child prodigy, playing difficult set pieces for his father's brass band by the age of 12. Young Nichols heard the early recordings of the original Dixieland jazz band and later those of Big Spiderbeck, and these had a strong influence on him. His style became polished, clean, and incisive. Red Nichols was one of the finest cornet players to emerge during the 1920s. Yet, for various reasons, he was underrated throughout much of his career and in the half-century since. Because his personality could be a bit prickly, because he sometimes worked out solos and routines in advance, and because he was influenced a bit by Bix Beiderbecke's tone, though less by his ideas. Some of the musicians from the world of Eddie Condon, many of whom he had hired in the late 20s, were not kind in their assessment of his playing. It also did not help that in the early 1930s, his recordings were much better known in Europe than those of his African-American counterparts, and that the 1959 movie The Five Pennies, which was very loosely based on his life, was a hit. Some of the Condon-associated musicians seemed to resent his success, and that Nichols, who took care of himself, survived the era while Bix Beiderbecke did not. However, if one looks at the music that he left behind in his many recordings, it is clear that Red Nichols was a very significant force with a musical legacy of his own. In 1965, Nichols took his Five Pennies band to the Mint Hotel in Las Vegas. On June 28, 1965, a few days after he began performing, he had chest pains while he was sleeping. He phoned the front desk, but when the ambulance arrived, he was dead. The band performed as scheduled with a spotlight on Nichols' empty chair. He was 60 years old. Red Nichols and his Five Pennies were one of the most popular bands of the New York jazz scene of the 1920s. His sidemen included some of the best white jazz musicians of the 20s and 30s, including Joe Venuti, Miff Mole, Benny Goodman, Jimmy Dorsey, Jack Teagarden, Gene Krupa, and Glenn Miller. I think a few of them went on to have their own bands. <laughs> I'm not sure. <clears throat> uh, they recorded under a variety of different names, including the Arkansas Travelers, the Redheads, the Louisiana Rhythm Kings, the Charleston Chasers, the Six Hottentots, the Hottentots, and Miff Mole and his Little Molars. The band's style was often called chamber jazz by critics and for what it lacked in hot intensity, it made up for with a cool, somewhat detached, yet urban and sophisticated sound. In 1986, Red Nichols was inducted into the Big Band and Jazz Hall of Fame. Okay, baby, well, you know the rest of this age-old request. (laughs) Baby, Won't You Please Come Home, written by Charles Warfield and Clarence Williams. Time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with Nichols being immortalized in a highly fictionalized Hollywood movie. His career was resuscitated long after the big band era had run its course due to a sentimental biopic based on his life. The 1959 Hollywood film The Five Pennies, the film biography of Red Nichols, starring Danny Kaye as Red Nichols, was loosely based on Nichols' life and career. Nichols played his own cornet parts for the film and appeared briefly as one of the Clico Club Eskimos on screen. The Paramount Pictures movie received four Academy Award nominations. Jazz contemporary Louis Armstrong also appeared in the film. The Five Pennies movie theme song and other songs for the film were composed by Sylvia Fine, Danny Kaye's wife. After the movie's release, Nichols continued to lead the Five Pennies on overseas tours and at prestigious venues across the United States okay kids what do you do before you cross the street Stop, Look and Listen, written by George Van Epps, Johnny Van Epps and Ralph Freed. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I learned to like yet another trumpet player, one with more smoothness and sophistication than I'm used to. Uh, Plus, I really liked learning about his life. I'll have to pull out the movie Five Pennies and give it a spin. I'm pretty sure my dad played this record a lot, especially when he first got it. It's worn, but I don't remember it coming out much when I was younger, but I'm very glad he did have it. Now to finish with one of the first songs I ever learned on the trumpet from one of the first song books my dad ever gave me. American Patrol, written by Frank White Meacham and made popular by Glenn Miller. It was arranged by Henry Bowe and adapted by Red Nichols. And there you have selections from Red Nichols and the Five Pennies. Hope it was a good meal for you. (laughs) So thanks for tuning in to Volume 84, Dixieland for dinner however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for Volume 85, Monty's Bowl. Until then, go with the flow, my friends.